Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do this without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, Ashton Washington. Coach A is uh, going to be visiting with us. She is the Director of High School Relations for the University of Illinois football team. Coach A, welcome to the program. Jake, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on. Right, we're, we are very, uh, very excited to have you. Well, as you know, uh, the life of an AD, the life of a, a coach is very busy, so we're going to jump right into it. Um, we always like to let our listeners get to know our guests, so tell us, if you will, uh, a little bit about your background growing up, uh, college, and, and how that led to your uh, first job in athletics. Okay, so grew up Houston, Texas, uh, went to Fort Bend Travis High School, graduated in 2015, played basketball all four years, so uh, freshman on varsity. And then from there, I got a partial scholarship to Houston Tillerson University, a, a small private university in Austin, Texas, to the capital. It's literally how I put it, University of Texas right here and across I-35, if you've been to Austin, my little private school right here. Um, was there all four years. So from the partial scholarship, ended up getting an academic full ride. So I kind of basically went where the money was. So I took that academic full ride and just pressed on. I uh, graduated last year, May 2019. But during that tenure of college, I was working with Rivals.com. I was working for 24-7 Sports. And with 24-7 Sports, you know, it gave me an opportunity not to just scout players here in Texas or be on camera, off camera, you know, jack of all trades. But it gave me an opportunity to travel across the nation. So I got to meet even more high school coaches, even more players, different things like that. So I guess you could say that, that played a part into where we are now. Uh, before getting to where we are now, I've got a job with the XFL, Houston Roughnecks. I like to say the best team in the league. Um, you know, we were preparing for April 26th, the championship. But as you know, COVID-19 hit and here we are, right? Um, I like to say the pandemic is a blessing in disguise. Um, you know, I don't know if the pandemic, you know, if it never would have hit, would I be here right now? Eventually, but not, I don't think, right now. Uh, with that being said, I'm currently at the University of Illinois, like you said, with Coach Levy Smith as the Director of High School Relations. And yeah, I guess all of those kind of roles played a part into where we are. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, the path from your time as a college undergraduate working with rivals to your position with the XFL and how that um, blossomed into your current position. You know, we talk always about the importance of networking 
and connections. So kind of tell the story about how that all developed for you. Oh, man, you know, you know I got to go back to the in-person LinkedIn. You know, we're all on LinkedIn, you know, social media, different things like that. But it's a little bit different when you become face-to-face -face with someone or, you know, since we're in the new normal, Zoom. So, you know, just bringing in that extra connection piece, you know, meeting people. So I think that played a part into where I am now with the University of Illinois. Um, the director of high school relations before me, he was actually a coach at North Shore High School in Houston. So while I was, you know, grinding with 24-7 sports and he was grinding at North Shore winning state championship titles, you know, that became a mentor-mentee relationship. And then from there, you know, he ended up getting the job at Illinois. Uh, me not knowing and then stand, still being, I guess you could say, that annoying intern type deal. I was probably like, I'd say 19, 20. I was probably annoying, but I was shocked he was, you know, actually responding to me and, you know, answering any question I ever had. But um, like I said, got that job at Illinois. I kept that relationship going, you know, didn't leave it on him to keep that relationship going. I put in that extra effort. He introduced the director of recruiting, which is still with me right now, Patrick Embleton or Coach Patrick Embleton. And from there, you know, kept that relationship going as well. Uh, coach Price, which is the coach that had my job before me. He actually got a job at UTSA. So now he's back in Texas, back home, uh, director of player personnel. Still, like I said, keeping that connection going. Um, and then director of recruiting, Patrick Emerson, he's still with me. But during the pandemic, right, so lose my job at the XFL, um, I get a text from Pat. He's like, hey, Ash, he's like, email, your, email me your resume. And for me, you know, a lot of my in-person LinkedIn, they were reaching out to me because I was really swimming, you know what I mean? Swimming to get to this next gig or find this next job or figure out what I'm about to do next. You know what I mean? So going through that and, you know, me not thinking about it, you know, email my resume to, I'd say, a whole bunch of people just, just shooting it out. You know what I mean? Just not giving up. Um, about three weeks later, I get an email about a one-on-one -on -one Zoom call with Coach Lovey Smith, right? And I'm like wait whoa okay you know what I mean again not thinking anything of them like you know this is probably just another connection that I can meet get to know things like that um ended up being an interview interview for the director of high school relations and I guess you could say I left a good impression because here we are <laughs> well <laughs> uh, I, I think the for, the takeaway for, for me is you know you said it that you had a connection but uh, you kept that alive. You continue yep. to reach out and develop and nurture those relationships. And I think that's just such an important lesson for a young AD. Uh, you know, it's not, uh, you know, you're not being pushy. You're not being nosy. Of course, you have to be professional, but uh, it, it's kind of on you to keep that going. Uh, let's talk about uh, recruiting. Uh, Florida, where I'm at, obviously a big high school football state, as is Texas. Um, what are some things, and again, many athletic directors, I was certainly, a, I was a football coach for many, many years. Uh, some ADs are still football coaches or basketball coaches. What are some things that the AD, that the coach can do to make it a better experience for everyone as far as recruiting? Uh, what can they do that's going to make your job easier? What can they do to help promote their own student athletes? Uh, so it goes back to even before the pandemic, let's say this social media, right? Um, you know, I guess pro, um, setting your program up for success on social media. So actually investing time in, I guess you can say, marketing your team, right? Whether, you know, you're a winning state championship team or whether you're just, you know, five and oh, I mean, not five and oh, or oh and five, different things like that. 
you know, and just marketing your team because it's all about what it's now. It's all about marketing the team. Who has the best social media presence, right? I know a lot of kids, they want to do the fancy hype videos and things like that. But that's just kind of the stage we're in. So just being prepared just to invest into your social media. Um, I think another thing for me on my side would be, you know, having those prospect sheets ready, those Excel sheets with all the prospects, with the huddle films, uh, GPA, SAT, ACT. I know it's a little different right now as far as test scores because we're in the kind of limbo situation on what we're going to do with those. But just having those Excel sheet ready, um, I think another thing that plays a part into that would pretty much, you know, have the transcripts ready. Because right now for me, it's Zoom calls. Um, and the first thing we're asking for is huddle and transcript. You know what I mean? So the programs that have those transcripts or have those connections with their counselors already, it makes our job so much easier. So I think those would probably, probably be the top three, right? So social media, Excel sheet with your prospects on it. And then three, great relationships with your counselors and having transcripts ready at all times. You know, as a Division One program, obviously, you know, you're targeting – uh, a very narrow group of student athletes, um, and I know you're you're new to this current position. But how how many student athletes, say in your you know uh, target range, um, end up having academic issues? Um, my, my point is, are the high schools doing a better job? Are the kids doing a better job of getting their academics together? Or are we still seeing, you know, kids that are struggling to, to make minimal eligibility? So for us, it's a little bit different. So top 14 public university pretty much in the world, right? So we have to go for the best of the best. But then again, you still got to be able to be a Division One Big Ten athlete. So it's a, it makes it a little bit difficult. But you find those, di you know, you find those diamonds or those uncovered gems here and there. Um, so for us, you know, you got to have a 3.0, uh, 3.5 GPA range just to start with. So for us, like I said, we see the film, but then we're asking for that transcript because we don't want to offer a kid and they can't even get into our program, right? It's just a waste of an offer. And so for us, we're a little bit different than most programs. You know, we don't hand out 150 offers, you know, just to hand out. When you get an offer from us or from the University of Illinois or from Coach Lovey Smith, that offer means a lot. You know what I mean? So that offer that we're given is a committable offer. So you'll never be able to call us and be like, hey, coach, I'm ready to commit. And we say no or turn you down. You know what I mean? So that, it, it means a lot coming from us. And, and that's, a, that's a very good point. Uh, I, again, I did some college coaching back in the 90s, uh, NAI schools, and uh, that whole chase of making the offer and, and waiting for the student to commit. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. You know, the point, uh -oh. that you, the point that you just made was very good. When you get an offer from Illinois, that's good. That's solid. But um, yeah. for a kid who's being recruited by some other schools in the Big Ten who we won't mention, um, you know, what is your best sales pitch? Uh, you know, why should that young uh, student athlete, boy or girl, come okay. to the University of Illinois? Uh, well, you know, me, I'm going to be biased. I'm going to recruit from the football perspective. You ready? So yeah, one, for it. no, we have, I'd say we have the best facilities in the country. Um, Coach Lovey Smith, I'm going to just keep bringing it back to him. Coach Smith went around the country and he looked at every top facility and he took every, you know, every part from each facility and put it in our facility. And then he based our facility on our coaching staff, right? So our, it's not many facilities that are built for that head coach, right? 
So I think that's the best part about us. You know, our facilities, um, I said, we're the top 14 public school in the nation. So when you leave Illinois, you will have a job, right? So they're paying 65,000 and up when you leave Illinois. So that's guaranteed. So, you know, if you go to the league, I said, you have that God-given ability to go to the league and you leave the league, you still have a job. Like there's not too many universities that can say that. And then look, last but not least, our alumni base, our alumni base is one of the biggest in the country. Yes, the Big Ten alumni base is huge, but uh, just Illinois in that Big Ten alumni base is unbelievable. So look, why not Illinois? You know what I mean? And then, of course, I'm there. So why not Illinois? <laughs> I'm ready, Coach. Where's my offer? Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Look, I, look, I need those transcripts. Don't forget, I need the transcripts. Uh, okay. Uh, only uh, injuries and a lack of talent kept me from going <laughs> Division One. Okay. <laughs> Um, one more Big Ten question. Um, okay. Announcement just came out recently about the decision to only play conference football games. What's been the, you know, the the fallout, the feedback, uh, the buzz um, in your um, area since that announcement? Uh, since that announcement, I guess you can say it's been pretty positive because everybody's been waiting. You know, when is football going to be back? You know, sports, yeah, but most importantly, when is football coming back? Everybody wants to play football. Everybody wants to watch football. Everybody wants to coach football, right? So for us, it's hard on us and it's hard on our players because we're like, you know, this is a time for us to be working, getting our things done. So I think right now, positive as of now, but we'll keep our ears to the streets and keep listening and see what happens. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um... – you know, careers. Again, you're just starting out, which I think is great. You know, many of our uh, guests, you know, they've been, uh, you know, athletic directors for a number of years, uh, and they're maybe looking back. Um, you know, this question is kind of looking forward. Uh, you've gone from rivals, you had the um, game day ops position, which is not a, a throwaway position. That is a very big position. And now you're working with high school uh, recruiting, high school relations. Um, where do you see yourself? Where do you like to maybe see yourself, you know, in, in five years or even 10 years down the road? Um, is, are you looking to become an on-field coach, a position coach? Are you looking to move in a different direction? You know, what are some of your career plans that um, our listeners can uh, uh, learn from? Uh, so right now, I know a lot of listeners are going to be like, shame on you, but I haven't thought out since I've got this position, I have not thought outside of Illinois football. Like I go to sleep thinking about Illinois football. So if I can, you know, answer that question, I'd say in five years, you know, still at Illinois, uh, maybe in this position, maybe not, you know what I mean? But I see myself still here. Okay. And again, that's no shame on you. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, I think it's a, it's, it's a good balance of, you know, Hey, your best job is the one you got right now. Okay. Yeah, but, be the best at where yeah. you are right yeah. now. Yeah. Whether you're a graduate assistant, uh, you know, anything, just be the best where you are right now. And look, I got that. You for uh, you know, I got that good advice from Coach Franklin at Penn State. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about uh, you know the national scene. Um, you know, COVID, you know, certainly has had an impact uh, going all the way back to March and the cancellation of spring sports throughout the country. Um, and what we've seen so far is that there is no consistent plan from state to state and even within certain states. You know, uh, in Florida, uh, the high school association does not uh, control summer activities. And so it's up to the individual school, the individual school district 
what they do with conditioning. The only restriction is, you know, of course, you can't wear football gear. Uh, other states, just to the north of Georgia, you know, their state association has a very um, regimented schedule. You know, you can do, you know, this during this week, you can do this uh, during this period. Uh, this is a dead period, you can't do anything. So the, there is no consistent pattern. What's going on right now at the University of Illinois with your student athletes? Uh, what are they doing? And maybe what uh, safety protocols have you all put in place uh, to make sure they can continue to do that? So for us, I feel like we have one of the best protocols going on. Um, testing each week. And, you know, not too many programs can say that. So even our coaching staff is getting tested constantly. So once you're in Champagne, you're kind of locked in Champagne. We don't advise you to leave because you're pretty much for us, you're in the safest area. You know, if you're at home, you can't really get it tested every other day or every week. It's just not going to happen. Um, and then with that, just keeping our protocols in check, uh, making sure our guys wear their mask. I know a lot are, you know, not too happy about the mask. But we got to do what we got to do, right? I see a lot of pictures on Twitter. Like, I'm going to go back to social media. You see the packed football stadiums, and then you see a mask next to, next to it, right? So if you want this, you've got to wear this. And I think, you know, our guys are understanding that and kind of getting a hold of that. Um, with strength and conditioning, you know, that's our vital piece right now. So our coach, our Coach Lou, he's working hard with our guys in different increments or different sets. So very small sets. And then, of course, you know, that six feet comes into play. So keeping those guys six feet. Uh, making sure they're, you know, sanitizing everything down. Um, you know, they don't take any showers on campus. You take showers back either in the hotel where you are quarantined or back into our located dorm halls, which every player is by themselves. No player can cross paths. So, you know, that's something that we're kind of, again, turning into the new normal. You know, again, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy, but we got to do what we got to do. You talked a little bit about, you know, the players wearing masks. Is that on campus? Is that during workouts? Um, what's your mask policy? So mask policy, of course, on campus. So if you're passing somebody that's not on our football program or you're with somebody that's on our football program, you're with a coach, you're with strength and conditioning coaches, you have a mask on. And they have, we have a mask on as well, right? So I'm actually in Houston right now, but when I'm on uh, Zoom calls with the coaches that are up there right now, they're in the office on Zoom with a mask. That's how, you know what I mean? That's how I'd say that's how strict it is or that's how strict our protocol is and what we're trying to do. Because, you know, we want a football season. Everybody wants a football season. So we're going to do what we got to do. Um, but far as, you know, coming back to the sanita uh, sanitizing and different things like that. So when the players finish their workouts after strength and conditioning, they go into the locker room, take the clothes off, switch their clothes. Again, no showering there. And they put them in their loops. And we wash them, they come back, fresh clothes, and we keep that thing moving. And then again, in locker rooms, everybody's spread out. We don't want any guys close together. And again, I'm going to keep saying it, it's very, very hard because it's not normal. None of this is normal. Um, sounds like the players, uh, again, you know, players are going to do what uh, coaches tell them to do uh, for the most part. But uh, from that recruiting angle, again, uh, parents. Um, yes. you know, when you're recruiting them, you kind of have to recruit the parents. Sometimes the moms uh, got to be recruited <laughs> before the kid. Um, for the students that are on campus, how has the feedback been from their families? Uh, you know, they, they see what you're doing. They feel comfortable with everything. They do. 
So like I said, you're in this, we said, you know, you're in the safest place you can possibly be. And the parents, you know, they're a little nervous kind of sending every, you know, sending their child back, which any, any parent would be, especially in a time like this. And we don't know anything really about what COVID-19 truly is. You know what I mean? So with them sending them back and the players, you know, calling mom and dads or aunties and uncles and telling them, you know, how it's like on campus and what's happening, what the protocols are, they feel more reassured. You know what I mean? They feel you like, okay, my son is in a good place right now. And then we feed them all day long. So they never go hungry, right? <laughs> they get meals dropped off at the rooms, all of that, uh, nutrition shakes. So it's still the same, uh, I guess, nutrition regimen. Keep that going. But yeah, the players, they, they're in a good place right now. One thing that we've talked about a little bit this summer since we started this podcast uh, is the social situation. Uh, things that have developed, you know, across the country. Um, what are some things that, again, our audience is primary, primarily school-based athletic directors and coaches. Mm-hmm. What are some things that we can do, from your perspective, uh, better with regards okay. to promoting uh, positive social relations? So one, um, it, look, I feel like it all just keeps coming back, social media. Um, you know, just having your programs market how important a mask is, whether that's the head coach hopping on a quick 30 second video and, you know, talking about the importance of a mask and then sticking his mask on, you know what I mean? Just to show or to indicate, you know, this is what we, we need to be doing. And then I think for far as coaches and, you know, advising their players, I guess, in person or on Zoom calls is letting their players know, you know, if you're hanging out with guys who are not taking this virus seriously, do not work out with them. Don't go around them, right? Because, you know, you might go around a player that has a fever or, you know, feels some type of way, but he's like, oh, I'm fine. Let's go. And it could be the quarterback, right? And he's throwing a pass to you. He, that kid catches the pass and then boom, you're sick. You never know what might happen. So I think, you know, just kind of being on the lookout or on, I guess, on guard with your own health and help the players understand, you know, you could be 16, 17, 18, but you still need to take care of your health. And then, of course, you got to understand, you're not just taking care of your health, but you're going back home to mom, dad, and then if you're staying with grandparents, you're going back to grandparents. So I think just coaches is reiterating that. And the kids, you know, they're going to get irritated, and they're going to be like, oh, my goodness, we've heard this 10 million times, right? But just keep reiterating it. Keep it going. Get it into their heads until they just can't think of anything other than grabbing a mask when they leave the house. Good stuff. Well, guys, th- we've just flown through this. We're at our, our final uh, segment. Uh, we call this the Athletic Director's Toolbox. And, again, the goal is to try to uh, pass on some knowledge to, let's say, a young AD, maybe even a struggling athletic director. You know, from your perspective, um, you know, high school student athlete, college athlete, you know, you've worked in communications and now you're, you know, at the Division One level. Um, if you were going to put together – a toolbox, you know, for a young AD, maybe even a young coach. Uh, but you can only put three things in there. Ooh, what three okay. things would go in Coach A's toolbox? Uh, no specific order, but I'm going to say heart. The heart slash passion, that's one. So, yeah, heart slash passion. Effort. And then I'd say authenticity. So being authentic. Those would be my three. So we'll say heart, effort and being authentic. That's the top three. Okay. And those are great. Now I'm going to do a follow-up. I told you I might do that. I'm ready. 
in your uh, in your experience as a student, student athlete, and and now as a coach, who uh, has shown those three qualities in the whole package for you, and who's been that mentor, that leader for you? Oh, this is hard. I only got. I have to pick just one person. You can pick two if you want to. Oh, that makes it even harder. Okay, so I'm gonna say. Um, like, I don't want to make anybody mad, but number one is got to be granny. That's my best friend. So I got to be my grandma. Number one, uh, number two, you know, we can't make grandpa upset. So we got to say grandpa, but those two, th those are my solid rocks. You know, they keep me focused. Look right here. I'm going to show you guys right now on camera. So there we go. Stay focused. <laughs> you got that right there. Um, so that's the key thing, but yeah, I think those two granny and grandpa. All right. Well, again, we all know the importance of family. We're not going to be here uh, without those family mentors. Uh, Ashton, Coach Washington, thank you so much for being a guest on our show. Uh, appreciate all the wisdom. And, uh, gosh, best of luck this year. Uh, now I'm, I'm going to be rooting for the University of Illinois come fall. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed myself. Keep in touch, okay? Oh, we definitely will. Listeners, thank you for listening today. Uh, come back next week for another edition of the Educational AD. Everybody have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Educational AD podcast. I want to remind you that the Zoom recording of this interview is also available on YouTube on the Educational AD channel. Thanks again for listening.